Chapter 6 of The Pony Rider Boys on the Blue Ridge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mark Michelson. The Pony Rider Boys on the Blue Ridge by Frank G. Patchen. Chapter 6 Tad Butler in Action. It may have been the tenderness of Chunky's youth, or the look that flashed from his eyes, but Smokey Griffin, after a moment, strode over to Tad Butler, who sat calmly, writing a letter to his mother. "'Writing letters?' jeered the bully. "'Your impudence and your grammar are quite in keeping with each other,' answered Tad, laughingly. "'If you consider it any of your business, I don't. Then I'll say that I'm writing to my mother.' The loungers, overcome by their curiosity, now began slowly creeping out into the open where they might witness what they were sure would follow. The face of Smokey Griffin flushed a deeper red than its natural color at the cool audacity of the boy. Tad had again turned to his writing. "'None of my business, eh?' "'I do not consider that it is. If you will be good enough to keep quiet until I finish writing, I shall be glad to talk to you.' This was too much. The loungers fully expected to see Tad topple over backwards with a bullet in his body. Nothing of the sort occurred, however. But something else, still less expected, did happen. With a growl, Smokey stretched forth a big paw, snatching the pad and letter from Tad's knee. The bad man grinned broadly as he looked at the written page. "'Dear Ma,' he read. Tad rose slowly, stepping down from the porch. A dull red flush had grown into his cheeks. "'Dear Ma,' continued Griffin, after darting a quick glance at the approaching Pony Rider boy, I am writing you today to kindly hand over that letter, ordered Butler in the quiet tone that to his companions meant trouble. Mighty perk today, ain't ye? Hand over that letter. Tad's tone was pitched a shade higher. Hand over that letter. For an instant, Griffin glared into the face of the resolute young fellow who stood confronting him. Then Smokey threw the letter on the ground and trod on it. I reckon dear Ma won't. Whack! Tad had brought the flat of his hand across the fellow's red face in a resounding slap that was heard by every person there. Even Chops, now hiding behind the store, heard it, and his eyes grew large, for he expected to hear the report of a revolver following close upon the slap. In that case, it would be high time for Billy Veal to flee. With a roar of rage, the bully reached for his revolver, but his hand did not quite touch the butt of the gun. Ere it had reached the weapon, his head was jerked backward in a violent jolt. Tad smote the ruffian a blow on the jaw that turned Smokey halfway around. A quick left-hand swing caught the man on the back of the head, sending him flat on his face. Walt, look out for the ponies, commanded Tad sharply, at the same time stooping over and deftly removing the bully's pistols, which he broke, scattering the shells on the ground then tossing the revolvers to the store porch. Walter, a little paler than usual, walked steadily to where the stock was tied, and leaning against the tie-rail, one hand on his revolver, awaited further developments. They came quickly. The loungers, now augmented by a half a dozen men who had appeared so suddenly as to puzzle the boys as to where they came from, began to murmur angrily. It was all right so long as Smokey was having fun with another, but now that one of their kind should have been knocked down by a stranger, stirred their blood within them. 
Smokey was getting to his feet. The blood had gone from his face, leaving it pale under its coat of tan. Reaching for his revolvers, he found the holsters empty, and Tad Butler standing before him with a sarcastic smile on his face. "'Stand fast, fellows,' directed Tad in a low voice, nodding to Chunky and Ned. The mountaineers began crowding closer. "'Stand back, men,' warned Ned Rector. "'This is going to be fair play. The first man who reaches for his gun is going to get his right there and then. We didn't start this row, but we're going to see it to a finish now. The one who gets thrashed gets thrashed, and that's all there is about it.' Ned's resolute voice, backed by a six-shooter in his own hand, and another in Stacy Brown's, had its effect. The mountaineers backed off a few paces, muttering. Some were plainly tickled at the insult to the bully, but they, of course, did not express their satisfaction in words. It was not safe to do so just yet. Perhaps Smokey might take his revenge on them after having finished with the slender lad so calmly facing him. They did not believe there was a possibility of Tad's coming out of the fray with a whole skin. At this juncture, Professor Zeppelin came tearing out. Here, here, stop that! he commanded sternly. Keep back, Professor, warned Rector. The fellow assaulted Tad. I'm keeping the others back. You must stay back with the rest. But, but, but! The only but that has any influence here is the butt of my revolver just now, answered Ned, never for an instant taking his eyes from the mountaineers. Give me a gun, roared Griffin. The man who tries to give you a gun gets a bullet in his anatomy, answered Rector. I'll shoot the first man who tries to pass you a gun, then I'll drill you too, added Ned. Smokey glared, first at the boys who were twirling their revolvers about their forefingers, then at his friends still further back. It was plain that he could look for no help from his associates. Once more Smokey roared. At least he could punish the fellow who was responsible for this situation. Smokey made a leap and a wild lunge for Tad, but there was no Tad there. The Pony Rider boy had leaped aside, laughing lightly. Come on, smoke up, I'm waiting for you, urged Butler in a tantalizing voice. Griffin tried it again, but with no better result than before. The bully was thoroughly at home with a gun in his hands, but without a weapon he was as awkward as a sucking calf with its first pail of milk. Already the bully was breathing hard. Short-winded, eh? grinned Tad. You'll be more so after I have finished with you. It's my opinion that you need a lesson. It will be doing the community a service to give you one, and I'm going to do it. Smokey launched a vicious kick at the Pony Rider boy. Tad dodged it, and ere Smokey could recover his balance, Butler had planted a blow on the man's nose that literally turned that member upward. A second swift blow landed on the same tender spot. With a wild howl of pain, Griffin began beating the air with his fist, striking blindly and wildly. This was exactly what Tad wanted. His antagonist had wholly lost control of himself. His was a blind, murderous rage. Butler was playing with him like a cat with a mouse. Now and then the Pony Rider boy would send in a punch, ever aiming for the damaged nose of Smokey Griffin, and Smokey was spinning about so frequently that he had grown dizzy. He was bellowing like an angry bull, but every time he opened his mouth to bellow, Tad's hard fist smote him on the nose. Now the Pony Rider boy got in closer and began beating a tattoo on the bully's face. It was eyes, nose, and mouth now that got the blows. Tad was showing no preference, 
It was plain to the other boys that Butler was determined to teach a lesson that Smokey would not soon forget. Tad's face now wore a set grin. He did not appear to be in the least ruffled, but the grin looked as if it had grown on his face and had been there for years. "'Put him out, why don't you?' jeered Chunky. "'Smokey, have you had enough?' asked Tad, stepping back a few paces. For a brief instant the bully glared through his bloodshot eyes, as if scarcely able to believe his senses, that a slender lad such as the one before him should possess so much skill and such a punch. It seemed to Smokey like the kick of a mule, past all comprehension. But the longer he gazed, the more sure was Griffin that he had but to stretch out his hand and crush Tad Butler. Smokey tried it, then and there. As a reward, he got three blows on many different parts of his face that sent him staggering backwards. Tad now saw that he must fight to a finish. Smokey never would give up as long as he were able to lift a hand, for that the Pony Rider boy admired him. From that moment on, it was a one-sided battle. Griffin's resistance was without effect. Though had he been able to get a grip on his slender antagonist, it would have ended the fight. Tad swung the blows in so fast that his companions were unable to count them, and at last the bully, Smokey Griffin, sank groveling in the dirt, blubbering and crying like a child who had been thoroughly spanked. For the moment, Tad Butler felt sorry for the fellow, sorry that he himself had been responsible for such a spectacle. "'Get up!' commanded the lad. "'Perhaps this may teach you a lesson to mind your own business in the future, and—' But Tad was interrupted by a howl from the spectators. They broke out into cheers for the plucky lad who had downed the bully of two counties. As quickly as his maimed condition would permit, Smokey mounted and galloped away, trusting to his pony to find the way, for Smokey's eyes were swollen nearly shut. Tad Butler had destroyed forever the power of the bully to terrorize Hunt's Corners. End of chapter 6